This is our regular meditation on the letter of 1 Peter. I'm Eric Kapoor. We're doing this to help provide you with encouragement as we look at this letter written to provide us with hope in our various trials as we all live through this challenging time. Today we're going to look at 1 Peter chapter 1, verses 6 through 9. Peter wrote this, You rejoice in this. Even though now for a short time, if necessary, you suffer grief in various trials, so that the proven character of your faith, more valuable than gold which, though perishable, is refined by fire, may result in praise, glory, and honor at the revelation of Jesus Christ. Though you have not seen him, you love him. Though not seeing him now, you believe in him, and you rejoice with inexpressible and glorious joy, because you are receiving the goal of your faith, the salvation of your souls. Okay, Peter is talking about here a joy, a kind of joy that we can experience even as we suffer grief in various trials. How is this possible? How is it possible that joy and grief and suffering can all be mixed together. I don't know about you, but as I record this, we are about four weeks in to the lockdown, to our experience of the pandemic in our part of the world. I don't know where your joy meter is at, but mine's gone up and it's gone down pretty low. And we need to be honest about this question as we come to this text. This talk of joy in the middle of suffering and trials, is that just wishful thinking? Is that something that's possible for us? Is that just pious spiritual talk? The whole letter of 1 Peter is saying, no. There is a kind of hope that is so solid and so true and so real that it can provide us with joy no matter what we are facing. Now, I feel like this podcast is a little bit early because we are right in the middle of Holy Week and we still have not yet reached the high point of Holy Week, which is Easter Sunday and the celebration of the resurrection and the empty tomb. Is what Peter is basing this joy on that he says can be experienced, can be inexpressible and full of glory no matter what we're facing. That joy is based on the truth of the resurrection, that Easter is true. So let's just consider this a meditation on Easter ahead of time, even though we haven't reached Easter Sunday quite yet. Let me just point out three things about this joy. How is this joy possible? No matter what we're suffering, three things here in this text. First, in verse 6. We can have joy because we have hope that what is most difficult for us will only be for a short time. Peter says you can rejoice even though now for a short time you suffer grief in various trials. From the vantage point of resurrection time, this present age of trials and disease and sorrow and grief is but a short time. Our future inheritance that is 
shown to us, previewed for us, and purchased for us by Jesus is a world without suffering and tears forever and ever and ever on into eternity. Now, it would be the height of cruelty for Peter to say to people who are suffering real grief, just to say, it's okay, it'll just be a short time. Unless Peter was absolutely sure of the hope of eternity. Unless Peter was absolutely sure that one day in eternity, in the new creation, we would look back at this time. Even now when it feels so long and we have no idea when the end of this lockdown, the end of this pandemic will come, that we'll look back from the vantage point of eternity and say, it was only a short time. That's the first reason. Secondly, how can we have joy no matter what we're suffering? We can have joy because what is most valuable, Peter says, cannot be taken from us. If the resurrection is true and real, Peter says the most valuable thing that any person can have is the faith that connects that person to the risen Jesus. Now here in, in verses 7 and 8, Peter says suffering, trials, grief, it's like fire, and our faith is like gold. Suffering does take a lot from us, and it hurts, and it causes us grief. But suffering can also give us something of greater value than anything else, Peter says. A refined faith. Just like gold isn't found, it isn't discovered and dug out of the earth, pure and already 100% refined until it passes through fire and its impurities are exposed and removed. So any type of suffering and the suffering that we're all experiencing is like a fire. It's exposing our impurities. It's revealing them. Peter says that's the refining work of suffering. When the dross, the impurities are exposed, they can be removed. And what's left is what's most valuable. The trust that unites us to Jesus. So joy is possible because what is most difficult for us will only be for a short time. What's most valuable cannot be taken from us. And lastly, Peter says our greatest grief will not be without joy. Notice what Peter is saying here. He's not saying we go back and forth between either grief or joy. He doesn't set up an either or. He sets up a both and. It's not either grief or joy. It's grief and joy. As it was for Jesus, so it is with Christians. To follow Jesus is to go deeper into grief. Because we see and we feel to an even greater degree that things are not the way that they should be. The resurrection life that awaits us is not here and we long all the more for that. So our griefs in that sense are even deeper. But somehow God uses our grief to open up space in our souls for finding true joy. Peter says this joy is its inexpressible. He can't even describe it. It's full of glory. There's a lot we could say about this, but I think what Peter is saying is this. As grief and as suffering unmasks 
our false hopes, the things that we look to to find joy that won't last, that are temporary, and that are fleeting. As that happens in our suffering, we all the more are able to see and take hold of a better hope that will never perish, will never be tainted, it will never fade. It was Jesus himself. That's how grief and joy can go together. The more that we grieve over the good things even, that we lose, that don't last, the more we're able to grab a hold of and see with greater clarity the beauty of Jesus and the hope and the truth and the solid firm reality of the resurrection. Friends, run to that joy as we suffer grief, as it feels like it's going to be so long, as we experience the pain of the refining fire in many ways that we didn't ask for. May God meet you with surprising joy that comes right alongside and will one day overtake all of our grief. The peace of Christ be with you, friends.